0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وازدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه رَبِّي الْأُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي السَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَةُ Welcome to the Reflections on the risale Inur by Beduz Ansaid Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafatuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org please go ahead and subscribe so that you can listen to our episodes when they come out on a regular basis inshallah a rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon in this episode is also posted at this website you can go to the podcasts and then words and then the 13th word and as that also implies, we are continuing with the 13th word today, inshallah. The 13th word is a comparison, offers a comparison of the worldview perspective that the Quran provides to humankind and philosophies, worldviews that are not guided by revelation provide. And it establishes the superiority, utility, goodness of the quranic perspective looking at the world from the lenses from the window of the quran Uh, the word has two sections the first one was uh, more theoretical establishing this uh, this point this position and in the second section ustad nursi placed uh, lessons teachings that he had offered later on in his life uh, after that first section because they provide a good example of seeing everything, seeing the world through a Quranic perspective. And this has many aspects to it. It has an aspect of one's relationship with God and reality and the nature, the the world that we live in. It has an aspect about uh, social relations, how we relate to other people. So the past two episodes we read about one aspect of this social uh, field, social aspect of uh, looking at the world through a Quranic window, through a Quranic perspective. Uh, First we talked about uh, youth and what it means and how we can make the best out of it and the reality of death and how we should be facing it. And then Ustad Nursi placed here several teachings that he had offered to prison inmates. That is because he has spent a lot of uh, time in jail not because he was sentenced to anything but because he was detained and there were court cases opened against him and they would open one case after the other even even though he was acquitted from uh, one he they they would open the same case again so he spent a lot of time in jail he and his close students spent a lot of time in jail and Ustad Nursi being a man of mercy and compassion, wanting to help the people around him. He would look at the the life that these prisoners were living and the circumstances that they had fallen into and offer them a way out. Offer them a way out through the wisdom of the Qur'an. In this episode 2, inshallah, we will continue that. Uh, We will read another one of his teachings to prison inmates. So bismillah. in In his name glory be to him, God. And there is nothing that does not glorify him with praise. And this of course this is a a, a, a statement from Surah Al-Isra. I think it should be the verse 44 from the Quran. Peace and God's mercy and blessings be upon you, continually to eternity. This is of course the introduction. Ey hapis arkadaşlarım ve din kardeşlerim, O my prison friends and brothers in religion, Size hem dünya azabından hem ahiret azabından kurtaracak bir hakikati beyan etmek kalbime ihtar edildi, o da şudur. Üstad Nursi is writing a letter to uh, his students and other prison inmates that are in the prison. Uh, it might be because he was in under solitary confinement and therefore he could not teach it himself Uh, this was uh, most likely at the the Afyon prison one of the the the last prison experience he had to go through my heart was inspired to explain to you a reality my heart was inspired to explain to you a reality that will save from both the torment of this world and it's a torment for these people in prison and the torment of the hereafter and that is this. Now, as a uh, as a side note, as a tangent, uh, this phrase and phrases like this in Ustadnosi's language have sometimes been the subject of criticism. My heart was inspired and people say, so who are you that your heart is being inspired? Uh, who are you that it is being inspired to you and not other people? Are, do you, are you trying to say that you are receiving revelation etc of course he doesn't say my I received revelation he's saying my heart was inspired I received the revelation or it came to my heart or it was cast in my heart like these are the kinds of expressions that that he uses and that have been the subject of criticism and it is it is the result of total misunderstanding uh, if if not uh, total uh, ill will now this is the thing all thought all thought come to us we are not the we are not there as authors to appropriate things thoughts come to us from the angelic realm from uh, that connection that we have with with uh, angels or directly from god sometimes it comes from satan and satanic spirits sometimes it comes from our lower soul that usually is not a you know, elaborate thought but a desire right but they all come and what is that Nursi is doing here is acknowledging that he is not the property owner here it is from God and if there is good in this it is from God if it's a bad thought it may be from the Nephs, the lower soul or from Satan and that is the place to be attributed to if it is a good thought, then the place to attribute it to is either, again, the angelic realm or ultimately God. So he is acknowledging his nothingness in saying this. He is speaking with modesty. He is uh, preventing his lower soul from from falling into pride. And that is why the language is, but because we have fallen so far away from this etiquette, Right? Some people sometimes think that there is this is the opposite of what it is meant to be right so let's put that tangent aside and if this comes up in the future too let's try to prime our uh, our brains our understanding to understand what is meant as it is meant my heart was inspired to explain to you a reality that will save from both the torment of this world and the torment of the hereafter. And that is this. Mesela, birisi birinin kardeşini veya bir akrabasını öldürmüş. Bir dakika intikam lezzetiyle bir katl. Milyonlar dakika hem kalbi sıkıntı, hem hapis azabını çektirir ve maktulün akrabası dahi intikam endişesiyle ve karşısında düşmanını düşünmesiyle Hayatının lezzetini ve ömrünün zevkini kaçırır. Hem korku hem hiddet azabını çekiyor. Bunun tek bir çaresi var. O da Kur'an'ın emrettiği ve hak ve hakikat ve maslahat ve insaniyet ve islamiyet iktiza ve teşvik ettikleri olan barışmak ve musallaha etmektir. Say, someone has murdered the brother or a relative of someone else. A murder committed for the pleasure of a minute of vengeance causes millions of minutes of distress in the heart and dooms one to suffer the torment of prison. Right? A murder is an act of a minute, perhaps a second. Depends on how it's taking place. If it is, let's say, um, by shooting, right? just pulling the trigger. Perhaps a couple of seconds. A, mo- a murder committed for the pleasure of a minute of vengeance if it was for vengeance, and, and and that's one of the more common cases. Uh, especially think of again 1940s uh, rural Turkey. Uh, that would be like honor killings or disputes over uh, soil or you know you said this to me, I said that to you. Your your brother said this to me, and you know I'm I'm going to take my revenge. I'm going to you know, kill you people would, not thinking too far ahead, not thinking the big picture, right? Moving, moving, acting with, with vengeance. A murder committed for the pleasure of a minute of vengeance causes millions of minutes of distress in the heart and dooms one to suffer the torment of prison. So the distress in the heart because, you know, after the heat of the moment passes, that person will not, recognize. What did I do? Perhaps we'll start thinking about the weight of the, the, the value of human life. Perhaps we'll start to think about facing his Lord in the hereafter. Perhaps we'll start to think about now what will the other party do in this case. And if this person is caught, he is also in prison, facing suffering, the torment of prison. So, a minute of vengeance caused millions of minutes of distress in the heart, and, and dooms want to suffer the torment of prison. And of course, Ustad Nursi is in a uh, you know, male prison, and the language is, here is about uh, male prison inmates, etc. But this doesn't mean that you know, women cannot suffer uh, such things. And also, we need to think a bit more broadly when we read and think about these issues, these texts. Uh, it doesn't have to be uh, prison only, we all commit crimes, we all may God protect us from doing so, but we all do wrong things out of vengeance or out of other futile uh, emotions and desires and, and, and drives. Yeah. So it ap- appe- applies to to other circumstances too, we just need to take it by degrees and so that was the state of the murderer and the relatives of the murdered person also lose the delight of their life and the pleasures of their time in this world because of the worry of vengeance now they are filled now their hearts are now Satan is pumping these this, this vermin this this poison into their hearts they are filled with this desire for vengeance in and and are worrying about how do we do it right the the delight of their life and the pleasures of their time in this world is gone because of the worry of vengeance and the thought of their enemies before them now they have enemies both sides both sides are in a you know um difficult place one suffers from both fear and rage the murdered person died that person is not here anymore but those who are left behind look what happened to to an entire community family and relatives of both both sides and in the old times this could also be tribes they would have, and in some places of the world, they they still have these uh, tribal blood feuds. So, entire community, an entire community is hurt and harmed, and their lives became like torment. So, what's the solution? What is the solution? This has only one solution, Stadnursi says, and that is to make peace and reconcile as the Qur'an commands, and as it is what truth, reality, common good, humanity, and Islam necessitate and encourage. Now, is that easy? Saddam did not say this is really easy, but he said this is right. the solution, and this is what truth, reality, common good, humanity, and Islam necessitate and encourage. Of course Satan wants people to be at each other's throats. Of course the lower compulsive souls will be burning with vengeance. Of course all of this is this is true, but but the intellect the intellect evaluates the situation by looking at the the overall good, the big picture. That is why Stadner says this is what truth and reality are. Necessitate and encourage. When you look at reality as reality is, when you look at the big picture, you see that even though your composite soul is now seeking the pleasure of vengeance, that's not good for yourself, your family, your community. That's not good for anybody. Right now, what is really troubling everybody, what the problem is, is... This state of enmity and animosity—that is the problem that we need to clear out of the picture, right? That is the point of uh, even punishment, right? The point of fun- punishment is not vengeance. The point of punishment, when uh, meted out, right, when when administered by the government, by this position of wisdom and uh, controlled power, right, its point is to clear vengeance and and justice but ultimately justice is going to be served in in in the in the big court in the, the great court in the hereafter right in this world the point is both justice and also to clear enmity to clear people's uh, consciousness to facilitate a return to a peaceful, Uh, life among people. That's why the Quran commands and truth, reality, common good, the good for all, right? Humanity, being a human, humanness, true humanness, right? And Islam, necessitate and encourage. Let's try to achieve that. Let's look for the means of achieving that. And where is it? How do we do it? Through making peace and reconciling. Through peace and reconciliation. Evet, hakikat ve maslahat sulhtur. Yes, reality and common good is in peace. And again, when we say reality here, it may sound confusing, but the, the benefit when you see everything in the big picture and common good for all is in peace reality as reality is when you see reality as reality is then you see that the, the thing to do here the the true right path the beneficial path the preferable path to to follow is in peace çünkü ecel birdir <todic> değişmez why Staten is going to explain this further çünkü <todic> o O katil ise, o kazayı ilahiyeye vasıta olmuş. Eğer barışmak olmazsa, iki tarafta daima korku ve intikam azabını çekerler. Because the appointed time is fixed and does not change. Because his appointed time had arrived, that murdered person was not going to survive, live any longer under any circumstances. As for that murderer, He has become the means for the realization of that divine decree. Now, this might sound somewhat alarming for for some out there. Does this, after all, imply that the murderer has no responsibility? Uh, Is there no uh, accountability for the murderer? Let's read it again. This is because the appointed time is fixed and does not change. What is, because, like, the, the reality and common good is in peace. The thing to do in a situation like this is to make peace and reconcile. Why? Because the appointed time is fixed and does not change. Because his appointed time had arrived, that murdered person was not going to live any longer under any circumstances. As for that murderer, he has become the means for the realization of that divine decree so he was just the means, therefore he is not accountable or he is the means and we are not making any comment any statement about his accountability. It is the second way, right? This is a matter of addressing the addressee as what is appropriate to address in the given circumstance. You don't tell a person who is like burning with rage and vengeance, yes. That person caused this, he is responsible, you need to, he has to be taken into account for what he is responsible, he will be taken into account. His accountability is established already. God will hold him accountable. The point of discussion here is, how do we enable, establish peace in society? How do we establish the well-being of those who are left and still living in this life? How do we make this a better world for them? Or how do we prevent it from devolving into a horrible uh, world of torment for those who are left behind? How do we ensure uh, societal peace? That is the discussion, right? That person has responsibility, but put that aside, ultimately, right? And while that that person is accountable what he did, right? Ultimately, it is God's will, it is God's decree that is being realized. This person happened to be the means of that realization of God's divine decree. If it were not for him, God could could choose some other means for the realization of that decree, right? خيره وشره من الله تعالى. All good and all bad, all evil, right, come from God. Now, does God create evil? That's a totally different discussion and a long one. We are not going to go into it. And the 26th word, we are on the in the 20th, uh, uh, 13th word now, right? It is, add another 13 words. The 26th word is uh, entirely devoted to uh, to this discussion and related. Uh, discussions and it's a it's an excellent treatise mashallah it is uh, it explains uh, and clarifies the problem in a very short uh, space in a very lucid way and this is an issue that has been the cause of much controversy among Muslims starting from right after the Prophet's uh, death uh, but it is when we see reality as reality is when we see the uh, the, the big picture, we understand that it is actually not that controversial. It is not that difficult. It is easy, but it needs to be understood uh, with careful attention and discussion, and we do not have the time to do that here. All we need to say is this does not mean that that person, that murderer, is not going to be held accountable. That murderer is going to be held accountable, and that's why later on, Sadnusi will say that person should repent god may forgive him god may not forgive him if god forgives him god will still uh, recompense the the murdered person right justice will be established one way or another god is absolutely just and he will establish justice and there are many wisdoms in what he decrees to happen in this world things that appear to be unfair to us on the face of it in this world As they appear in this world right when seen in the big picture when seen in this uh, grand reality fall in place and we see that justice is established now we also talked about this in some detail in the tenth word so this person is accountable but that that person is accountable does not change the fact that what that person did, or the consequence of what that person did, the outcome of what that person did, right, is not God's divine decree. No, it is God's divine decree. And by reconciling, by choosing the path of peace, one is submitting to God's divine decree. One does not have to do it. God. In the Sharia, has given uh, the survivors of this this mur- uh, the the surviving family, uh, close ones of beloved ones of this uh, murdered person, the right to ask for compensation, the right to ask for the punishment of the person, and etc. etc. Right? But that does not that does not mean that they should do it. If they forgive, that's better. That's better for the society. That's better for them. God will uh, pay back their generosity with generosity in the hereafter. It should be better for the murdered person. Again, God will recompense that person in the hereafter, compensate for him for for what that person lost in this world, what that person suffered, right? It will all be brought to justice, and things will be uh, evened out. So don't worry about it. But if you forgive, that is again better for the society and better for you. If you forgive, you now receive the the blessing and reward of establishing peace in society too. Right? You don't only receive the the quenching of your thirst for vengeance you receive actual rewards it is not a uh, you know temporal and temporary uh, pleasure anymore it is a lasting reward that you achieve this is because the appointed time is fixed and does not change that person died that person died not because the murderer shot a gun That person died because God decreed that person to die at this time. That person died with a bullet because God decreed that that person would die simultaneously with the entry of a bullet in his body. God created the bullet and God created death. God could have chosen a different means for for the for, could have chosen a different means that would appear as the cause of that person's death but ultimately when we look at the reality of things the inner dimension of things the cause of the death of that person and the death of everybody else in the world is that God decreed so because his appointed time had arrived that murdered person was not going to live any longer under any circumstances. Now, if, if, if you think about this as the surviving family member of, relative of that murdered person, it's going to start to warm your heart up or cool it down, <laughs> rather, it will start to cool your heart down and help you come to terms with what happened, if you are a believer, of course. If you're a believer, as for that murderer, he has become the means for the realization of that divine decree. Again, this doesn't mean that he does not have have responsibility for it. He made a choice, he is accountable for his choice. But he is not the cause, being the means and being the cause. Although we sometimes use these interchangeably because of the laxity of language, the looseness of language, right? They are different things. The cause is the causer of all causes. Or rather, the cause is the causer of all means. So, if you put that murder aside and see reality as reality is, see this murder as just a means, that that murder becomes insignificant. You start to float above reality in a... In, in a sense, in a, in this spiritual uh, state, in this metaphysical spiritual state where, where you start to see reality and the actual cause, which is your Lord. And of course, you are not going to claim anything against your Lord. You know that he is just and merciful and whatever he decreed is the best. There is nothing that could have been in this world that is that would be better than what is this world is the best reality is beautiful and and he is the one who gave life he is the one who gave that he is the one who gave life he is the one who is taking it it is his he is taking his property back and you are his property too and This is not the end of it. Yes, he gave you this love and attachment and it hurts. But he is also promising that if you behave in the right way, if you believe and do good deeds, and reconciliation is a good deed, if you believe and do good deeds, he is going to give you permanent pleasure in the paradise, in his garden. And that is a way for you to reach, if that is your concern, to your murdered beloved too. As for that murder, he has become the means for the realization of that divine decree. So see the situation, see the picture in this way because it is reality. Eğer barışmak olmazsa, iki tarafta daima korku ve intikam azabını çekerler. Onun içindir ki, üç günden fazla bir mümin diğer bir mümine küsmemek, İslamiyet emrediyor. In the absence of reconciliation, both parties will continually suffer from fear and vengeance. This is why İslam commands that a believer should not forsake another believer for more than three days. That is based on a hadith, of course. A prophetic tradition. Eğer o bir adavetten, bir kinli garazdan gelmemişse ve bir münafık o fitneye vesile olmuş ise, çabuk barışmak elzemdir. Yoksa O musibet büyük olur, devam eder. Now, this advice was about a case in which we assumed, or Stad Nursi assumed, that the murderer had committed what he committed out of vengeance or enmity, and perhaps there was some real ground for that uh, vengeance or enmity. But that does not always have to be the case. So, if that murder is not the outcome of an enmity or a vengeful grudge, but a hypocrite has caused it, then making peace is absolutely necessary. So there are sometimes cases in which a um, evil person who has some kind of grudge, uh, some ulterior purpose, uh, intervenes and plots and causes people to hate one another, uh, perhaps set somebody up, uh, egg somebody on, So, if there is a situation like this in which the murderer was in a sense uh, snared into a trap and did commit the murder did commit the murder but was deceived right in in in in a case like that the diagnosis says making peace is absolutely necessary even more necessary than the other case otherwise that small and particular calamity grows and continues because there is a wrongdoing in society now. There is fitna, there is a kind of trial, there is a plot that started out and is unfolding, right? Those who wanted to uh, seed enmity in society seem to be successful now. You cannot let them take, take their way and move on. You cannot let their plot to materialize, Right? Otherwise, that small and particular calamity grows and continues. If they make peace, that is the two parties who are involved. If they make peace. If the murderer repents and prays for the murdered person at all times. right? After all, the murderer also noticed that he was not actually justified. I mean, never justified, but he, he was not actually acting with complete information. He was deceived. He he was wronged, right? Now he repents, and at least the the one thing that he can do for the deceased person is that he prays for the murdered person at all times. In that case, both parties gain a lot. Not only uh, so there is reconciliation, right? The murderer repents, and the murdered person uh, is praying for the murdered person. Now. Uh, if there is a consolation if if uh, the other party is not seeking vengeance any longer it is not only the murdered who is gaining in that case both parties gain a lot and become like brothers they were deceived they were uh, put in a situation where they became enemies but they were both wronged and they share They share a common uh, faith in in that they are both wronged. They can now build on that shared uh, calamity right, and become like brothers. They forgive their enemies, submitting to divine decree and determination. Again, in a situation like this, you think that this is divine decree and determination. If you did something wrong, you take full responsibility and say this happened because of my participation in that, and I have full accountability in it that I am the means, not the ultimate cause does not change my accountability, right But if you are looking at it from outside, you are not the party who is on the on the side of oppression, who is the who undertook the wrongdoing. Right then you say this is divine decree and determination let's submit to it let's see what our lord does and he does good whatever he does he does beautifully yoksa o cüz-i musibet büyük olur devam eder eğer baristalar ve öldüren tövbe etse ve maktule her vakit dua etse o halde her iki taraf çok kazanırlar ve kardeş gibi olurlar bir gitmiş kardeşe bedel birkaç dindar kardeşleri kazanır Kaza ve kaderi ilahiye teslim olup düşmanını affeder ve bilhassa madem Risale-i Nur dersini dinlemişler, elbette mabeynlerinde bulunan bütün küsmekleri bırakma, hem maslahat ve istirahat-ı şahsiye ve umumiye, hem nur dairesindeki uhuvvet iktiza eder. Again, if they make peace, if the murderer repents and prays for the murdered person at all times, in that case, both parties gain a lot and become like brothers. In the place of one brother that is lost, they acquire a few pious brothers. They forgive their enemies, submitting to divine decree and determination. And especially, since they have listened to the lessons of the Stalineur. Here, Stadnosi is, uh, of course, focusing on the in the in the prison where he is giving this advice and. Masha'Allah, When he was put in the prison, his students come with him, and they start teaching these prison inmates, who in many cases are uh, ignorant, uneducated, etc. But Ustad Nursi's students, Masha'Allah, Allah, have uh, matured to a place where they become they can become teachers for others, even though they are mostly you know, of uh, of uh, you know peasant origin. Perhaps they have elementary education. Perhaps not but they have listened to their lessons they have uh, studied heard their lessons from uh, Ustad Nursi for a long time so now they are uh, disseminating that lesson giving that lesson to the prison inmates too and that's how we should be uh, too. the you know, one of the signs of true knowledge is that when you have it and you have internalized it it just comes out you cannot not disseminated you cannot not share it right they are sharing it with the prison inmates and satanus is saying and especially since they right those uh, people who have enmities among them have listened to the lessons of the risale Inur. now of course common good personal and general well-being and the brotherhood in the circle of the light and light here refers to the risale Inur. Right. So those who listen to the Risale Inur, who read the Risale or who receive their lessons from the risale Inur, form a circle of, of brotherhood or sisterhood, right? And that brotherhood and sisterhood, in addition to common good and personal and general well being, entails putting aside the animosity that exists between them. They should put that aside, now they should become true brothers and sisters in religion. Nasıl ki denizli hapsinde birbirine düşman bütün mahpuslar, nurlar dersiyle birbirlerine kardeş oldular ve bizim beraatimize bir sebep olup, hatta dinsizlere, serserilere de o mahpuslar hakkında maşallah, Allah dedirttiler ve o mahpuslar tam teneffüs ettiler. Ben burada gördüm ki bir tek adamın yüzünden yüz adam sıkıntı çekip beraber teneffüse çıkamıyorlar, çıkmıyorlar. Onlara zulüm olur. Mert ve vicdanlı bir mümin küçük ve cüz'i bir hata veya menfaatle yüzer zararı ehl-i imana vermez. Eğer hata etse verse, çabuk tövbe etmek lazımdır. As all the inmates who were enemies with one another at the Denizli prison became each other's brothers with the lessons of the lights. So this is uh, the previous experience that Ustad Nussi and his students have had uh, in a previous occasion of uh, imprisonment in the city of Denizli right they start teaching those inmates and everybody maybe not everybody but most inmates almost all uh, inmates in the prison become students of the Risale-i and calm down and like those like murderers who have i don't know killed how many people and, and now are in the prison they cannot k- kill bed bugs, they, they they, they feel compunction, their conscience uh, that has now been kindled, awakened, does not let them kill bedbugs. as all the inmates who were enemies with one another at the Denizli prison became each other's brothers with the lessons of the lights, as they became a cause for our acquittal, so this was one of the things that was mentioned in the uh, court trials, you know, these are really good people. They cause the prison inmates uh, to become responsible, uh, merciful, compassionate human beings. And also, you uh, a, on a, at a larger scale in the in the realm of uh, divine determination, right? That that is one of the causes of their acquittal and even cause the irreligious people and the vagabonds say, MashaAllah, Barak Allah, may God bless them, about those inmates and as those inmates took a sigh of relief because they were fighting with each other there was enmity animosity tension among them now that that's gone they they all take a sigh of relief i noticed here now this is the afyon prison another prison in another city i noticed here that a hundred men are distressed and avoid going out to the yard for recreation because of one man one man is has some kind of enmity, animosity against others, and you know, perhaps they ganged up against each other. This is oppression for them, for everybody. A manly be- believer with good conscience does not cause hundreds of harms to the believers, people of belief, for a small and particular mistake or benefit. Right? What's the benefit that's going to come out of attacking one person out there in the in the yard during recreation time what's the benefit you're going to fulfill your some you know inner satisfaction you are going to satisfy your lower soul you are going to quench your thirst for vengeance or whatever but that's a particular thing that belongs to an individual It's a small thing on the scale of things and it is hurting and giving harm to hundreds of believers in this prison. Now Stadner states a manly believer. And of course these prisoners usually are like manly people, brave people who who can say, okay, this is my cause and in the way of my cause I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to hold anything off. I can even kill, I can face death. I can face 30 years in prison. I can face execution. I can face life in prison. They are manly, but their manliness is put in the wrong place. And the Nursi is saying, look, you want to be manly? A manly believer with good conscience does not cause hundreds of harms to the believers for a small and particular mistake or benefit. He turns that manliness against his lower compulsive soul and against Satan and struggles with them. And overcomes them, and turns to his brothers and says, "Oh, I overcome! I've overcome this uh, thirst for vengeance that was in me. I've overcome this anger that was in me. And now we can all take a breath. If one makes a mistake and does cause that which is happening, right?" does cause harms to believers, hundreds of harms to believers, it behooves him to repent immediately. It behooves him to repent immediately. Now there is another uh, small advice in the same vein. Bismihi subhanahu in min shayin illa bihamdihi. In his name glory be to him. And there is nothing that does not glorify him with praise. Aziz yeni kardeşlerim ve eski mahpuslar my dear new brothers and long-time prisoners. Again, they came into the prison, Ustad uh, Nusi and his students, and now these are their new brothers. These are believers in the prison. Therefore, regardless of what they did, they may be thugs, they may be murderers, they may be thieves, they may be embezzlers, they may be whatever, right? They are believers. Therefore, they are brothers, right? And they have been there for a long time. Many of them have been for a, there for a long time. The Ustad is coming in to the prison. My dear new brothers and long-time prisoners. Benim katika natim kanaatim gelmiş ki, buraya girmemizin inayet-i ilahiye cihetinde bir ehemmiyetli sebebi sizsiniz. Yani nurlar tesellileriyle ve imanın hakikatlarıyla sizi bu hapis musibetinin sıkıntılarından ve dünyevi çok zararlarından ve boşu boşuna gam ve hüzün ile giden hayatınızı faydasızlıktan, badeheva zayi olmasından Ve dünyanızın ağlaması gibi ahiretinizi ağlamaktan kurtarıp tam bir teselli size vermektir. Madem hakikat budur, elbette siz dahi denizli mahpusları ve nur seribeleri gibi birbirinize kardeş olmanız lazımdır. Görüyorsunuz ki bir bıçak içinize girmemek ve birbirinize tecavüz etmemek için dışarıdan gelen bütün eşyanız ve yemek ve ekmeğinizi ve çorbanızı karıştırıyorlar. Size sadakatle hizmet eden gardiyanlar çok zahmet çekiyorlar. Hem siz beraber teneffüse çıkmıyorsunuz, güya canavar ve vahşi gibi birbirinize saldıracaksınız. İşte şimdi sizin gibi fıtri kahramanlık damarını taşıyan yeni arkadaşlar, bu zamanda manevi büyük bir kahramanlık ile heyet edeyiniz ki, değil elimize bıçak, belki mazer ve rovalverler de verilse, hem emir de verilse, biz bu biçare ve bizim gibi musibetse de arkadaşlarımıza dokunmayacağız. Eskiden yüz düşmanlık ve adavetimiz dahi olsa da onları helal edip hatırlarını kırmamaya çalışacağız. çalışacağımıza, Kur'an'ın ve imanın ve huvvet İslamiyenin ve maslahatımızın emriyle ve irşadıyla karar verdik diyerek bu hapsi bir mübarek dersthaneye çeviriniz. I am definitely convinced that from the point of view of divine solicitude, one of the causes of our entry into this place is you. The the prisoners. Why? From the point of view of divine solitude. On the face of it, they are accused by spreading Tariqah in the country, perhaps attempting to change the political system, doing this or that. There are all sorts of charges that are being uh, ramped up against them. But that is what's happening in the apparent world, Staten is saying. In the background, in the big picture, there's a reason for their entry into this prison and that is God has, out of his divine solicitude, sent assistance, solicitude to these prisoners. One of the causes of our entry into this place is you. That is, for the lights to save you with their consolations and the truth of faith from the distresses of this calamity of imprisonment and many worldly harms. Your life that is moving away futilely in woes and sorrows, from uselessness and being wasted for nothing, and your hereafter from crying in the way that your world is crying, and thus to give you a complete consolation." So the lights, the reside in Nur, Ustad Nursi and his students, but through them, the reciting, these teachings of uh, the Quran right, have come to the prison to save you with their consolations and the truth of faith, one, from the distresses of this calamity of imprisonment and many worldly harms, two, your life that is moving away futile in woes and sorrows from uselessness and being wasted for nothing, and three, your hereafter from crying in the way that your world is crying and thus to give you a complete consolation. Since this is the reality, i.e. in the bigger picture, as when we look at reality as reality is, beyond the small box that we are boxed in and see that big grand reality, since this is what appears to be the case there, since this is the case there, of course you too should become brothers with one another like the Denizli inmates and the students of the light. God has sent assistance to you. You need to receive it and make good use of it, like the uh, inmates at the Denizli prison had done before. You see that they feel through all of your belongings coming from outside, as well as your food, bread and soup, in order for a knife not to make its way, way to you and for you not to attack one another. So these prisoners, again, they have ganged up against each other. There is tension and the prison guards have to make sure that nothing that can be used as a weapon can reach them. The prison guards who are serving you faithfully are going through a lot of trouble. Moreover, you are not going out to the yard for recreation together. Again, the same problem that uh, Stadnusi mentioned before. There is this enmity. There is this tension going on. Therefore, they, they cannot go out to the yard. If they do, they know that there will be trouble. As if you will be attacking each other like wild beasts. So now, new friends who carry the temperament of bravery or heroism in their innate nature. Tell the administration with what would be a great metaphysical heroism at this time. Forget a knife, even a even if a Mauser rifle or revolver is given to us, and furthermore, we are even if we are commanded to do so, we will not hurt these helpless friends of ours who are calamity stricken like us. We decided upon the command and guidance of the Quran of faith. Of brotherhood in Islam and of our common good that even if we had a hundred enmities and animosities in the past we will forgive those and try not to offend them and thus turn this prison into a blessed place of study right so Stad Nursi again recognizes what is in the nature of these men who have ended up in prison and elsewhere he talks about this he says you cannot change man's nature it is imprinted, right? The word for uh, nature in, in uh, Arabic or Turkish is tabia, which comes from uh, printing, uh, taba, to impress. It is, it is impressed on them. It is permanently, permanently there. You cannot change it, but you can make good use of it. You can channel it in, in a uh, direction where it will be useful as opposed to harmful. Right, these men are heroic. They they they want, as we talked before, like they are manly, heroic, brave. They are willing to face difficulty and and take challenges, and uh, they they are willing to uh, go through punishment and execution and imprisonment, whatever for a cause that they or for a um, desire that they find to be. Uh, Achievable and should be achieved, right? Says, use that heroism. Now use that heroism to achieve this good, and this is good. This is not a vain desire. This is not a temporal, worldly thirst uh, to be quenched, right? This is something that is really good, and it is something that's going to uh, bring good and peace and comfort and well-being both to the community that you are living in it happens to be the prison community now and it that might have repercussions outside the prison too right and it's going to earn eternal rewards for you so do it do it show your manliness show your heroism show the good that's in you and although Inshallah, may nobody who is listening to be uh, listening to this be in prison. And if they are, may God uh, help them out and make it easy for them. But this does not have to be about being imprisoned alone. We all face our compulsive souls, lowly souls, vain desires. Sometimes those desires are about individual petite pleasures sometimes they concern other people right but we all need to to to to rise above that and see the big picture and be willing to reconcile be willing to move in the direction of the good and be eager to use the bravery the heroism the strength that we have in ourselves in order to achieve common good in order to achieve God's pleasure and convert our difficulties into eternal rewards that are going to bloom like garden beds, like flower beds in the paradise, inshallah. Um, Okay so this section is also over and inshallah in the next episode we will continue the same line of discussion looking at the the implications of seeing the world from a quranic perspective and in this one inshallah it will be about uh you know what humanity is facing even at, at a broader scale and that is a appease Ustad and advice Ustad Nursi had written uh, during and after uh, World War Two. so till then inshallah uh, stay safe and if you think that this is of use to you, if this is benefiting you, and if you think that it can benefit other people too, don't hold on to it and share. Subhanaka Allah almalana illa ma allamtana inna ka antalalimul hakim wa a'khru daawahu min alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-Fatiha.